and welcome to Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. This is Bonnie. <laughs> and this is Karen. And we welcome you. <laughs> I imitate you. However you say your name, then I'm like... Really? Yeah. Hi. This is Vocal Fry. Um, we invite you to rate us and a subscribe um, and find us on a lot of different platforms. What do you call those podcatchers? Well, yes, but the social media ones are yeah. Instagram. Instagram's no. really good. People make a lot of good comments. We have an awesome Facebook page where you have to ask to join. Not that we're going to grill you and, um, <laughs> and maybe we will put you through a whole bunch of uh, requirements. But, um, but people are very nice in there and very funny. And there's some really clever stuff that's posted and good conversations are happening about what it's like to not be in the church anymore and what it's like when you're interacting with your family and people will actually say, you know, oh my gosh, what do I say to my family when they say this and that to me? But so it's a nice real conversation place. And Bonnie's been helping by taking that over because my response would be telling them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> and then that's not good. But yeah, it's good. And um, what I love about the Facebook group is that when they post memes, I steal them. Right. Copy them onto my phone, post them onto Instagram. People are like, ha, that's so funny. And I don't ever say, yeah, this listener posted it. So it makes me feel good. So last week I told a great joke to somebody who's in their 70s and they just didn't get it. It's like the the sarcasm or the ability to get the humor just went away. And, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> You mean they didn't understand, like, sarcastic tone? They didn't understand why the joke was funny, and they replied as though I was just telling them a fact. And yeah. I can't really remember much more about it to elaborate. Yeah, that's convenient, since you said <laughs> it was a really good joke, and none of us can can now disprove you. <laughs> but it, but you made I me... I was but, hilarious. But you made me think of your response of uh, the question, oh, what if I'm at home with my evangelical family and they tell me, blah, 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 and you said my answer would be go fuck themselves, and I'm just picturing them earnestly going, can that happen? I don't think it can. <laughs> can I I'm do not, that? <laughs> is it... Why did I get married then? Why <laughs> I... Yeah. Well, how does God feel about going and fucking myself? <laughs> hey, he's the inventor of everything, which means he invented that word. So, oh my is it gosh. really bad to use? There you go. I know. Ha ha. <laughs> I have airtight theology. Um, okay, so this week, Bonnie, you get to sit back and relax because you've had to deal with a lot of shitheads at work, um, and I just have myself as a shithead. So I went ahead and looked up something I've wanted to discuss for a while, and that's the Toronto Blessing. What the heck is that? And how did you know to look it up? So, again, I was more Christian than you, and <laughs> when I was Still in, sounds smug, even though... <laughs> When, when I was in, uh, like, charismatic stuff and youth with a mission, you know, I, it's all a language, you know, with whatever you're in. Um, like, you and I have pod language, as, as you know. <laughs> uh, and so the different denominations had their own language and things they were familiar with. So the Toronto Blessing is one of them. And I'm going to tell you all about it. So it's like lingo. I, it is. Jargon. It's, Jargon's the word I'm looking for. It's uh, all that crap. So uh, uh, coming out of Canada, 
we have the funniest thing ever to happen. And that is where people spontaneously start laughing. What? And it happened. (laughs) It happened. It would be your favorite thing, having worked in comedy for years and, well, last week with your uh, great joke that (laughs) there's... That you conveniently uh, can't remember. (laughs) There is a church, and it used to be called, like, Toronto Airport Church or something very, you know... Airport. The Marriott by the airport. Yeah. Um, And I guess maybe 90s or something... They had a preacher come, who I'll talk about soon, but what happened is there was a, quote, revival or outbreak, is what they sometimes call it, of people spontaneously laughing and writhing, and this influenced Bethel in California later, but... I thought it would be your favorite thing, as there were no jokes told. They're just... <laughs> but wait, when you say outbreak, they so like Joe Schmo would be filling up his car with petrol, as maybe they call it in Canada, um, and he would just start laughing? Or did someone else have to be around? And it was a trick to get them to get to gospel to them or witness to them. I don't think it's like a COVID situation. I think they had to be within the church and they're at the church service and someone gets up to speak or preach and then you hear someone start cackling. No joke. And so like it interrupted. The hand. Oh, so mm-hmm. it interrupted the speech or the whatever. Pretty much. Yes. Okay starts laughing and then other people start laughing and then uncontrollable laughing combined with falling down and writhing. Now it's moved on to different levels since then, but I'm just going to start. (laughs) There's levels, Jerry. (laughs) I'm just going to start with the the laughing and falling on the ground and, and writhing and whatnot, it was like a church of 120, and this just suddenly happened one Sunday, and it's going to influence a whole slew of people in churches around the world. But I just wanted to get your take on, is Canada the funniest thing? Wait. How do I want to say it? Yeah, I wanted to get your professional comedy opinion (laughs) on how funny is Canada. Canada produces the best humans to make comedy, in my opinion. Justin Bieber. Stop it. (laughs) Alan Dick. Ryan Ryan Reynolds does have great comedic timing. I will admit that. Oh, yes. But if you if you think of the whole, you know, original group of people who did Saturday Night Live, Lorne Michaels is Canadian. Oh. And then um, oh, my love, Phil Hartman, he's from Canada. He was. Oh. I know. I know. Martin Short. Um, uh, the, Eugene Levy. Yep. Uh, yeah. Catherine O'Hara, the whole SCTV people. Um, John Candy. Uh, Jim Carrey. I wonder if this was the time that they all immigrated to America and Canada was like, but I still want to laugh. And so <laughs> like, that's why. I'm here in this stupid ass tragic country, but <laughs> let's make each other laugh as some tonic. Uh, <laughs> no, not them laughing in America. The ones in Toronto at the church going, oh, well. Nobody's funny here anymore. (laughs) All the good ones are gone. Um, I just, a lot of the time, I think it's because they were cold in Canada. (laughs) And they had to spend a lot of time inside amusing one another. Um, Oh, you know who else is Canadian? Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. He started, but he doesn't even remember. <laughs> he started writing funny stuff when he was a teenager. Ugh. Uh, yeah. 
I saw there's something on Netflix, some chef that goes to different places and eats food and meets up with a celebrity there. Mm-hmm. And one was Seth Rogen. It was so funny. Oh. And I think he's from Toronto, isn't he? I think he's from Vancouver. I, that one. I mean, seriously. Um, They're all the same. <laughs> God. Oh, Americans. get ready for that backlash. Um, mm-hmm. They're eh? all the same. But I I think also uh, good humor comes from intelligent people. And I I just get the feeling that they might have a little bit of a better crop of <laughs> people up there. Are you saying that their education is better than Tennessee's? Uh, not specifically. I'll go for <laughs> Florida's too. Um, yeah, that's true. I just get the feeling that their whole education system and what they value there might be a little different. Although our country's giant, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, and it helps uh, that they all speak English. You know, our British comedian people too. Uh, they tend to, in my opinion, be a little bit on the intelligent side. Or that's just the ones I like. I don't know. I'm yeah. sure there are people who are, I can't say hillbillies, can I? <laughs> my favorite <laughs> slam word. <laughs> They're Appalachian Americans. Stop it. Yeah. Never mind. The Well, that's it. it. Edit that right out. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I'll be editing out all don't. the things you say. <laughs> well, so there's no Seth Rogen preaching at this church, but we did that be great. There's, um, you know, some other guy, David Clark doing it, but, He's the you preacher. know, there's just people laughing. So I think back to, I remember we were in high school and I was standing next to my girlfriend. I think we were standing and praying. Sometimes we did that. That's weird. What? In and high school? In <laughs> in church in high school. So oh, left okay. side <laughs> left side of the sanctuary where the youth group all hung out. That's right. Near the front, of course. Yes. And um to show that I we guess, were sincere. We were sincere, but we also wanted to sit next to each other and then whisper, do you want to go out to eat after this? <laughs> and pass um, notes. Right. And so my girlfriend, I guess, right before the prayer, she sneezed. <laughs> Why that was funny? No, You know, who knows? And that was it. Of course, she starts laughing. I start laughing. Yeah. Because laughing's contagious no matter what nothing's funnier than laughing where you're not supposed to so if if someone's in church preaching and saying you know be drunk in the spirit and blah 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 and someone starts cackling especially if they have a funny good laugh Mm -hmm. wouldn't you laugh too so I'm thinking that is most likely what was going on in this church service where everyone starts laughing and then it gets reiterated that that's the Holy Spirit. So people take it further and then they fall on the ground and then they writhe and... And like maybe it started with a friend of the pastor and he just couldn't bear to tell him that he had read a funny note from somebody... (laughs) <laughs> or thought of a funny joke that he just got. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. So the lie started with, like, one tiny fabrication of, like, nope, it was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's right. He had just seen an Andrew Dice Clay video. I'm trying to think what that was around make in you the laugh. 90s. Oh! <clears throat> I know. <laughs> Slam! <laughs> So people are not only laughing, but they're um, twitching. So later I watched this video and I'll get into it more, but they would have spastic body twitches 
And I was it felt offended watching it because, like, I've worked with disabled people or people with autism and different diseases that make their muscles yeah. be spastic in different movements. Right. And this is what supposedly happens right. to these people. I think it. I, I think it's level two because I think it was just the laughing at the beginning that was going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking how many people were faking, <laughs> you know? Well, there's, there's just, uh, laughter is such a mystery to me. My grandmother and I used to have staring contests. We mm-hmm. would just stare at each other until the first one started laughing. Yeah. And what, uh, I don't know what that's about. So I was looking up uh, people who maybe faked some of their uh, charismatic speaking in tongues. Right. Laughing all that. So there was one great one in, hold on, let me cough. <coughs> There's an online magazine that called the Owl, A-W-L, that I found this essay from a woman named Lindsay Robertson in. She wrote it a few years ago, and it was hilarious. And the title of it is, I Faked Speaking in Tongues. Aww. So she was talking about how, you know, she was going to a church in South Florida. No. And... You know, they felt that they were the most Christian ones, and there started to be, like, a separate thing going on there with the charismatic stuff. And For the extra-Christian people? Right. Okay. The real ones. And so at one point she goes, okay, I too raised my hands and closed my eyes and felt my heart surge and heard a loud roaring in my ears. I felt part of something bigger, some great mystery, and I was filled with an overwhelming desire to worship. Again, group dynamics. Religious ecstasy, which is what this Toronto blessing is all about, was I just real... don't like that term one bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you will after her explanation. Uh, go ahead. Real, religious ecstasy was a real, easily identifiable state. Years later, when I first tried the drug ecstasy, oh. I felt it come back like oh. muscle memory. <laughs> I think the first thing I ever wrote down while on MDMA was... This is like church. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever this emotional state is, it's got to be hardwired because it is, after all, the reason we go to concerts and the reason musicians get laid. Um, Yeah. So there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm naming naming musicians in my head that I don't want to upset people if I talk about Kid Rock. Oh, God. What? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. So it's hair. Okay. Um, so then she said that there were uh, these ministers, husband and wife, I guess, youth ministers, and they wanted to, like, teach the get- kids how to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues and do all that. And so she said she was confused and ashamed that she was the only one who hadn't truly channeled the Holy Spirit, which I totally went through when I was in YWAM. But uh, she said that she went to the little meeting and say the people's name were Tim and Alice. They laid hands on her. They said, God's giving you your first syllable. Just say it. No, just go with it. He's, You've got it in you. Just say it. So like, you know, of course she's like, bitch. You know, and they're like, yes, <laughs> that's it. Keep going and all that stuff. So she was like, blah, 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 blah. you know, she totally did that imitation thing, but didn't feel uh-huh. it was real. And I was told, even though mine didn't feel real, that's okay, because that's our human mind trying to disprove God's holiness so you just keep doing it and adding in some syllables every day. But Fake it till you make it. Exactly. Sure. Um, so she said she felt, you know, 
confused that she didn't really feel she had done it, but she faked it for them. And then she said, when my mother picked me up that night, I told her about it. And I left out the part where I made up my language. I thought (laughs) she'd known all this was going to happen, but apparently she didn't. And she was upset about not having been consulted. And when I got home, I ran to my room and my mom got on the phone. The, oh boy. The next Sunday, Tim and Alice announced that they were no longer going to run the youth group effective immediately. Whoa. <laughs> they said that God had called them to start a camp for kids instead. It was strange because we all knew the truth. Many of our parents had complained that they baptized their kids in the Holy Ghost without at least sending home a permission slip. <laughs> and then of course years later uh she meets up this (laughs) Lindsay. i know can check yes or no um she meets up with some of the people that were there and of course they said they all faked it so oh but then i came upon the most beautiful video of all of someone faking it oh boy (sighs) It was Mark Ruffalo. What? I know. He's so perfect. And if anyone knows any shit on him, just give me a week. Just, it's (laughs) 2020. I don't want to hear shit. He's married to a woman named Sunrise. He's He's anti-fracking. Oh, he's just beautiful. So... Mark Ruffalo, it took me a while to find the video. He was on Tavis Smiley's show. Um, Mm -hmm. And he goes into this most adorable story. He said he was brought up Catholic, although his father was Baha'i. So, you know, he's a mess. And um, he was only eight years old. And his grandmother, who he called Nona, got born again into Mm -hmm. evangelicalism and she was always saying you know how all the other people in the family were going to hell and they're the devil you know in her mind (laughs) so it was his Nona's birthday and he said what do you want for your birthday and she said I want you to get saved and know the real Jesus Christ he was eight Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how cute he was at eight? And yeah. so um, she brought him to church because there was a guest speaker named Jimmy mm-hmm. Swagger there. Oh. Mark Ruffalo, Jimmy <laughs> Swagger. My world's imploded. So the <laughs> Nona was like, uh, you know, he, Jimmy Swagger's great. He helped me stop smoking. So they're at the little church revival thing. And after everyone's, he's like, people are praying, they're crying. I'm looking around like bewildered. And then Jimmy Schwaggert said, now all the children come up, come on up, you know. And he's like, oh boy, sees different kids. He knows, go on up. So he just, you know, goes up. And then Jimmy Swagger starts touching them. And he's like, the first kid goes down, just crumples. And then he watches the second one. He's like, oh, shit, you know, what am I going to do? I don't feel anything. And so then Jimmy Swagger puts his hand on Mark's head. And he was like, please, please, you know, let me feel something. But he doesn't. And so he's like, ah, screw it. And he just falls back because he was like, if Jesus isn't touching me and this isn't happening to me like it is for the other people, then I must be the Antichrist. So he just faked it and he fell back. And then he told Tavis Smiley after his story, he goes, and that was my first acting gig. (laughs) and then um he uh, too he ran into those kids you know years later and they all said they faked it too and then and they all had the same thought that you know i must be the antichrist if i don't fall back or something oh my god that's awesome such a cute little story i am thinking 
because of the way that I've <laughs> behaved in the past, I would be the idiot who stood there looking around. And then everyone would be like, ah. Oh. I knew it. Stoner Antichrist. <laughs> just go, what? I'm afraid to take a prep fall. <laughs> what? Well, that's. Oh my gosh. I did that, you know, I was, I never got slain in the spirit and I really wanted to. And yeah. so my husband, who was just someone, a friend at one point, um, he always was a little skeptical, so if any minister came, he was, quote, gifted and all that, uh, he would stand, like, with his legs braced, like, one foot a little in back of the other, you know, so that <laughs> you can't be tipped, because he's like, if this is real, I don't want to be pushed, you know, I want this to happen, while I'm standing basically in a ballet revel. On your heels. Yeah, yeah on, the, <laughs> on the pads, my toes up high, like, already teetering, just hoping, and nothing ever happen and That's I always so felt it was me you know you yeah you feel the guilt of it so anyway Toronto blessing with the laughter thing the church is run by this guy named David Clark but what started everything was they had a visiting pastor named Rodney Howard Brown so <laughs> Rodney Howard Brown is a South African and <laughs> He came to America, but uh, how it all first started is that he was frustrated when he was 18 with God, you know, the whole shouting out to God nonsense, because one, you're 18, so you're going to shout at something. But anyway, so he said that he shouted to God and said, God, either you come down here tonight and touch me, or I should just stop there for the laughter, <laughs> or I'm going to die and come up there and touch you. So I don't That's know. That's a nice threat. <laughs> I know. I don't know what that means. I guess he's desperate for God's touch. So then... Suddenly, there was an overflowing, and he started uncontrollably laughing. And he went from laughter to weeping to speaking in tongues, back to laughter, weeping, blah, blah, blah. Four days of this, supposedly, of whatever God touching him. And it says the glory of God was still upon him. And by this time, he was saying, God, lift it. I can't bear it anymore. Lord, I'm too young to die. Don't kill me now. And I'm like... So he couldn't bear the laughing and the, the spasming? I think he couldn't bear um, God's presence on him that felt okay. like this physical manifestation. I'm like, but... You know, four days ago, you just said you were going to go to heaven and die and go up to him. And now you're begging for God not to kill you. Um, and you never know it? how many of these people are bipolar. They He could have been having a manic episode. This was God. Bonnie, you're such a downer. Sorry. What are you, Canadian? <laughs> um, but yes. I think that somebody was laughing because, his, what did you say his name was? Rodney Howard Brown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember there was a kid actor when we were little, Rodney Allen Rippey. And so he... It, Somebody was probably going, why does he have three names like Rodney Allen Rippey? And then they were laughing at that. And then... And then he started laughing and then he felt yeah. it was God. Exactly. And he felt bad. <laughs> so he ends up uh, later becoming like the, the laughing minister. He calls himself the holy bartender because what? when he gets up and speaks, he, uh, makes people get drunk in the spirit, supposedly. Um, so he goes to this Toronto airport, <laughs> uh, church, which, I don't know. I mean, you must be hard up starting out your ministry when you get a letter handwritten in the 90s. And it has little, you know, Toronto Airport Church. Can you come and speak to us? So he goes up there 
talks to them and is talking about being drunk in the spirit. And that's when the guy starts cackling in the back. And then everyone does. And, you know, it's this whole thing that keeps going. So later, that church kept on going and then different churches heard about it. And that pastor from that church would go speak to another church, and then they'd start laughing, and then another one would. And so this Rodney Howard Brown got so, quote, well-known, he was on the Kenneth Copeland show. Of course. The video is fucking Everyone's insane. Everyone's on the <laughs> So supposedly Kenneth Copeland up on the stage gets drunk in the Holy Spirit too. So you start seeing Kenneth Copeland staggering and going, speaking in tongues, but like uh, drunk tongues, like, (laughs) and then he laughs. That's redundant. (laughs) What did you say? It's redundant, drunk tongues. Exactly. And then the Rodney guy starts doing it himself. You know, and it just keeps going back and forth. And it's so dumb and embarrassing. And the church starts laughing because, of course, they're watching this ridiculous thing. Then it's that contagious laughter. And once again, they all feel they're drunk in the Holy Spirit. And P.S. Imitation of drunk people, never funny. No. Ever. Really? No. Okay. Is that like politically correct or like not actually funny? Oh, in my humble opinion. It's not actually funny. Like, no, doesn't make I mean, the laugh. stuff that Dudley Moore said as Arthur was just funny, not because he was drunk. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, I don't ever like to see anybody acting drunk. Oh, well, then you're going to love this one because he wasn't acting. He was drunk in the Lord. Um, and it's Kenneth Copeland, man, got some weird eyes there. Yeah, so. he would never be acting. <laughs> so Jackass. it's all just a mess and it's just. Blah, blah, blah. So this uh, Howard Brown guy, he starts becoming well more well-known and popular. And according to Wikipedia, he starts this revival ministries organization, and he rents out Madison, Madison Square Garden in New York City for six weeks. What? Six weeks? Yes. I'm assuming that's just, you know. Every Sunday, like, how can you afford that? And he called it Good News New York, and it was <laughs> described as an effort to achieve a Billy Graham-style faith uprising, but, you know, with his whole— Of laughing? Yeah, with the laughing and the Holy Spirit stuff, because, you know, Billy Graham wasn't into that. He was just sort of like Bible, pretty much love, um, <laughs> and then, of course— he he was the usual, you know, gays are bad, but Bible. Billy <laughs> <laughs> like Graham was just Bible. I can't imagine people from New York going, but you know, everyone goes to Madison Square Garden. Well, it was it was estimated to cost up to ten million dollars. Wow. Guess how many people went? I don't know. Three thousand. That's not that many. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. So he was derided in local media as a giant flop. (laughs) Although when I read his stuff and what, because a lot of the stuff you find about this guy is written up by like-minded little venues on the internet. And they're like, sure. 45,000 people came to Christ. I'm like, well, how come Wikipedia and the New York media said that the 19,000 seat arena only had 3,000 people in it? Right. I'm sure it was, (laughs) uh, could everyone move up to this front? Yeah. Let me, I, thank you. Right, right. (laughs) Go ahead. Move on down. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this, you know, guy who started this, um, it kept 
moving into the spastic movements and then uh, oh roaring like lions. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and it spread to different churches and different countries. And people know in the Christian community, a lot of them have heard of the Toronto Blessing. And that's what influenced Bethel in California. Because mm. okay. remember, they do all that laughing. They do jumping. There was the person who was imitating rocking on a horse. Um, nice. people roaring like lions and it's all supposed to be, you know, God and all that, which again, you're like, you know, what is that accomplishing in the world? Really? Yeah. I guess if you're just overcome with something and it shows other people that you can be taken over and it's sort of like, it's accomplishing a sharing, a witnessing. Maybe. I don't know. But they it started this whole weird body movement thing. So if you watch any of the, uh, what's his name, Rodney Howard Brown videos, <laughs> like he'll have different people come up. So this one woman comes up. She's holding the microphone and the microphone and her arms start shaking. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Very spastically, almost like Parkinson's. And oh, she goes, yeah. I, 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 you know, like a stutter, but more of like her body's taking over and her head jerks back and it takes her forever to just spit out what she's trying to say. Um, but, you know, how she didn't believe and then, I don't know, was far from God and then all this took her over, whatever. No, she did believe. She just hadn't been baptized. So, yeah, she's... Oh, no. <laughs> she's moving up the levels. But each person has this very weird jerky movement that's... Right. Spooky, actually. And so I... But it's got to be imitating people. Exactly. I came across some... Uh, the thing, again, when I look it up, everything is either from websites who are like, oh, this is the anointing, or Christians who are calling it, you know, false and dangerous and all that. And I watched this one guy's video for a bit. He's a Christian pastor or something. And he said it's exactly like the kundalini uh, oh, yeah. things in India. And it shows... The kundalini cults and their movements are the same. Mm -hmm. When they're touched on the forehead, they do the same things. So it's like this almost exact imitation of it, which makes this pastor go, see, it's, you know, this false Eastern thing. It's the kundalini spirit. <laughs> I can think... Of getting, uh, if you go see somebody in person who you really want to see, like, I don't know, maybe for you, Mark Ruffalo, I'm just kidding, but like a, a singer and you know that they're going to be walking by you soon and you're all wound up and so excited to see them and you think of them like putting their hand on your shoulder. Yeah. I can think that that's really exciting and that that's maybe what they're feeling. I think, so remember all the documentaries of the Beatles and the girls crying? Yeah. Like, I could not identify with the crying and the stuff like that. I'd be excited and wound up, but I wouldn't, like, get to that point of weeping. But these people are doing something even different from that. There's... uh yeah, the twitching is very yes. So they even <laughs> showed this film of just this woman that they're filming, and she's just walking along like in a meadow or something. And they're like, here's a video of a woman who has these, you know, twitches from God. And she's just walking, then all of a sudden, like, head flies back and back arches and arm comes up. And then she just keeps walking and then does it again. Like, I, what use is that? What, if you're out there in public, especially, <laughs> is that still going on? And people go, 
Well, and by the way, back in the day when they were filming that, they had to have a lot more of a plan to have a camera around than they do now. Yeah. That was not caught on a smartphone. Right, exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna be filming you walking through a field now. <laughs> right. If you happen to feel the Lord. Could you do that? Can you Yeah. <laughs> so Rodney Howard Brown, God's bartender, um, has not <laughs> faded from view, although you know, oh, no. he doesn't seem to be getting the attention as usual. He still has captured the attention of America because he's the asshole who got arrested in Tampa for making his church defy oh. the law and go ahead and meet. And then he got put in jail. Even though they said no gatherings right. when we're having a friggin' pandemic. Right. So wow. he made international news because he says COVID is the devil's plan to kill Christians or something like that. He's got this whole conspiracy theory. He, in not endangers and not unfriended. There's another word that soon my masters will make come to me, <laughs> but um, he s- snuck into Trump's world. So now... Oh, ingratiated himself? Pretty much. Um, okay. He is seen at the White House and all that, <laughs> and I'm wondering, you know, if Trump's like, ah, another loser... You know, he sees him through the window. (laughs) I'm here too. (laughs) But yeah, so it's me, Rodney Allen (laughs) Rippey. So the Rodney Howard Brown guy is still in the news because he is just keeps saying all these ridiculous things about COVID and, you know, how much it's all just a total lie. So I'm going to read you one of his recent tweets oh god which again why are these people using twitter so much it's you know (laughs) presidents and pastors i would have thought would be the last ones who really would be just sitting on it okay so on the second of uh july nope it's june second of june he tweeted I was right all along. This virus was and is an attack on the body of Christ. While thousands protest, and he shows like people protesting and laying down in the streets. I think it's Seattle. Uh-huh. Um, he said the virus, it miraculous, it miraculous, the virus, <laughs> it miraculously disappeared. Where is it? As you know, it shows it all these disappear? people. Yeah. He goes, let me think about this. And then he inserts the emoji of the circle thinking with its hand to its lips. The circle. <laughs> the face. It's a little, um, it's the smiley face he took from uh, Walmart. Um He said, let me think about this. Churches cannot meet. However, protests, riots, looting, America, you're being played. And (laughs) I'm like, I don't think it's disappeared. I think it's still there. I don't think COVID is a conspiracy theory so that churches can't meet and you can't get money. I mean, if you want to go back and rent out Madison Square Garden again, (laughs) I think they do have room for those 3,000 people to be six feet apart in there. My gosh. 3,000 people. uh, And so that, in a nutshell, is the Toronto blessing. Wow. Crazy. And terrifying. I know. So... I, I'm going to send you some some fun links of the laughing and whatnot because 
It's okay. Oh my gosh. Um, let me let me. I, I'm trying to figure out the last time that I laughed so hard that I almost peed my pants, and uh, it was something that I read, and that's hard to do. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Usually it has to be in person with somebody, but it, it just tickled me so much. I love that word, tickled. <laughs> um, it just tickled me so much. <laughs> and and I wish I could remember what it was because I, I would love to be tickled again lately. Um, but while you were, while we were talking about that, I remembered what it was that I shared with my septuagenarian friend. It was that thing that we posted on or that somebody posted on our Facebook group. It was the picture of Jesus just hanging around, sitting at a desk. Right. And at the bottom it says, uh, me waiting for somebody to invent a cure for COVID so I can get thanked. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I sent him that meme and he said, who is that? Like, really? <laughs> who is that? <laughs> That shows how is there a, far. Is there a type of person who just doesn't get memes? I maybe. Yeah, I think there is. And according to my children, it's me. Well, that's not true. I can tell you what makes who me laugh. That? And I, uh, my husband is always like, "You never laugh." Like I'm happy and I love to laugh, but not a lot of things surprise me. Like you have an easy laugh. You're you just, you know, you laugh easily, but I'm... That's on That's on all of my profiles. Love to laugh. <laughs> and live. Not love. <laughs> um, so Not love. <laughs> I'm watching The Office for probably the 50th time because I put it in the background because I've seen it enough that mm-hmm. I can work on other things on my computer. Yeah. It's comforting. That's my 30 Rock. Yeah. So there are two things in there that I laugh so hard I can't breathe. And I don't know why. So that (laughs) happened to me last night. It's one of the talking heads where it's Michael Scott by himself. And he's talking to the camera. And he's like, I had a friend growing up who I thought was my friend. We had a foreign exchange student named Wilhelm, and one day I woke up, and all my blue jeans were gone. And I don't know why that makes me laugh so hard. He says, so random. I think that's it. I think it's the randomness, and I'm like, that right there is Mindy Kaling and why she's the real genius, I think behind the office because I think it's her um but of course I always love uh, trying to figure out which of my favorite writers wrote the jokes on certain shows yeah and so um there was an episode of just shoot me where David Cross played the younger brother of Elliot do you remember that show did you watch it what was it what show just shoot me oh yeah yeah David Spade I did but yeah I haven't forever so he plays this guy who has been for years pretending to have a mental challenge after falling out of a tree. Mm-hmm. And it's just so he doesn't have to get a job. Right. So so he's getting nervous around Maya because she's pretty. And he says in his, you know, acting voice of being the slow guy, he goes, my pants are tight. <laughs> <laughs> David Cross is hilarious. Really he is. is. And then he then he points down in in his, you know, I really know I'm faking it to Maya and goes, My pants are tight. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, one of 
there was something happening. I, I followed this guy on Twitter, Danny Zucker, and he was one of the exec producers of Modern Family. I sent something to him once, and I said, my pants are tight. And he goes, I wrote that joke. Yeah. I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> See, that's it. I, I want to know who writes some of the ones on The Office, because I... It, my blue jeans were gone. He's like, I woke up, and he was gone, and my blue jeans were gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I never heard from him again. Um, stuff like that, I don't know why, that just will make me laugh. And Colin, my husband, caught me, and I'm like, I can't breathe. And I show it to him, and, of course, he's laughing at me laughing right. because that's that's my laugh. My laugh is not verbal. It is just a lack of oxygen to my body. That's it. I don't have anything good. <sighs> you and I laughed our asses off at the movie European Vacation. Yes. There was a part in that movie where they were all ticked off at each other and being completely silent. And, like, the boy was flipping the ashtray open and closed, open and closed, just to annoy the parents. Right. <laughs> and, and then some – and then he was – um or maybe that was Chevy Chase, but then he was tippity-tapping and singing to his Walkman, and then they give an Indian burn. And you and I, I just remember us dying <laughs> laughing at that part and watching it over and over again. I remember the part when something would, like, happen to Rusty and the sister, <laughs> who was interchangeable, it seemed, right. over the, Audrey, <laughs> would look at the parents and go, are you happy now? He's dead. And I don't know why that was funny. Because it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> but the first one, the first one when it happened, it was a loud noise. And he goes, are you happy now, Dad? She's deaf. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then <laughs> in the second one, they said, are you happy now, Dad? She's dead. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I hope everyone has some kind of <laughs> laughter. That they can enjoy. Did you even? Yes, me too. Um, I, I, I hope you guys have a great week. Mm -hmm. Look for the funny because that's going to save us during the shit storm <laughs> of COVID. Yep. Uh, and the shit storm of just people still being alive that are uh, screwing <laughs> with everything. But yeah, I hope everyone stays well, and send us your funny church stories. Please make it. Oh, yeah. Send emails. Yeah, because I do love those. They're hilarious. Or go on the website. Yeah, we need to read uh, letters again. We are. They are coming up. So, so leave us your letters, and that's deconversiontherapypodcast.com. That's dot com. Dot. <laughs> Don't want you to miss that part. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.